Gears and Nachos. All right. Gears and Nachos. Adam. Oh, Bryce Kenny. We're back, baby. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. We can't we can't start the show any different. You, you can't even get away from it. No. You can't get away from because it. Because I think I'm just surprised that we continue to do episodes. I know. <laughs> so it's I like we're it. back, baby. You know, as long as we've been talking prior to this episode about discussing what we potentially could talk about, we could yeah. have had a whole episode completed already. Yeah. Um but yet here we are, you know, we are hitting record now. We're back on. Isn't We're, that why we started the podcast? Hundred percent. Because we we would be sitting here talking about social media. We would be making fun of each other on different posts, and we're like, why wouldn't we just let a couple people in on this kind of conversation? Hundred percent. And and I think that's what this kind of leads up to. It's like you know we that's what we've been talking about all day. Uh, I say all day. It's kind of a life thing. It's part of life now, across the board for everybody. But um, social media, you know, the drive, the push, yeah. the addiction. That comes with it, and uh, even yourself today posting uh, multiple reels. Um, <laughs> well, I had a bonus though. Yeah, I didn't know that there was. Uh, which which uh, Adam cannot figure out how to monetize I cannot. reels. Maybe I already did it and just ruined it, but I cannot get a bonus. Well, maybe that's maybe that's true. Maybe you did somehow. No, I don't think so. I so I had a but I had like this invitation a couple weeks ago to start reels, and then if I got so many views, I would get an eight hundred dollar bonus. Well. You know, you've been talking about how Ryan's been monetizing pretty well, even Brandon Vincent yeah. and uh, doing pretty well. So I, I log into this thing and I'm like, okay, let me just see if I can find any sort of money that I'm all of a sudden making off Instagram. And I thought I had to hit this out. It was a huge number to get an $800 bonus. That's why I haven't cared because I'm like, you know, I mean, okay, if they push it, sure. But if, if they have to pay me $800, yeah. then Instagram's algorithm isn't going to push it because they don't want to pay me, right? Yeah. So I never really thought about it. But Anyway, I saw $170 in there somewhere, and I don't know if it's just saying... Maybe that you owe actually, them that. Yeah, I probably do. And now you owe, you panicked <laughs> and you did 75 reels, and yeah. now, now you owe them $872. So my, my bonus expires tomorrow, uh, which is probably when we're going to post this, so the 26th is Saturday. Uh, uh, not going to quite make it. No. Well, and that's the thing. I'm like, okay, crap, I didn't know that this bonus period ends tomorrow, so let me post all these reels and try to get my yeah. views up just in case... That $170 is coming to me or is something I earned. I'm not used to making any money off of Instagram. It's weird. Well, well, I only have, you know, 17,000 followers, almost 18,000 followers on Instagram. I don't have 100,000 like you Andersons do. Yeah. And I fought for a a little while. I can't say maybe I fought for it, but... uh, I tried. I've really tried to increase it over the years. Yeah. So they say apparently Instagram is really hard to acquired followers on but the reels has enabled i think that's what they're developing this new platform on there and is enabled for people to to gain a lot more followers a lot faster yeah um what you know uh, monster jam lord he went from i don't know how many followers he had initially i mean obviously everybody starts at none but it was like overnight he you know i looked and i think he had forty thousand maybe mm-hmm. And it's something that he, that's that's what he does nonstop. And then he next thing I think he's got a hundred something. I thought it was like two hundred. Is it already? I, I'm, I'm telling I'm you, look go it up. And look at, no way. Monster Jot Monster Jot Monster <laughs> Monster Dot Jam Dot Lord. Uh, but yeah, he's he's definitely now. We're gonna actually gonna do a podcast yeah. uh, in a couple of days. I don't know when we'll post it, but uh, we've got him coming on the podcast and a couple other 
uh, fans, but fans that are posting a lot, Avengers Racing, um, Connor, he does it quite a bit, and then Armando, uh, not Armando Castro, but a different one. What do you got? 120. 120,000 followers for Monster Jam Lord. Yeah. And that's that's popped up pretty quick, huh? Well, yeah. there's some other page. Uh, maybe it's just Monster. That's what it is. There's a page called Monster Jam Reels. Yes. And that's got 240-something really? thousand. And I don't think that's a Monster Jam-owned page. No, it's not. Well, so that's what's blown my mind. So I really... Almost 300,000. Oh, my gosh. Monster Jam Reels. And they, and they do a great job posting. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Is that is that Armando? Armando who? Armando. Yeah. Well, that's who we're talking to Sunday. Oh, okay. Holy smokes, man. I we're going to have like... I thought you meant Armando Castro. I'm like... So we're going to come back and revisit this. I don't know Armando's last name. Um, but we're going to come back and revisit this on Sunday because, the, I mean, between Armando, Connor, and uh, I think it's David. Isn't it Dave? Dave? Monster Jam Lord? Uh, I mean, that's terrible. That uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah it's Dave. Uh, so between those three guys, we're going to uh, really kind of dive into this and kind of talk about how they're maximizing Monster Jam Reels. But that's what happened. It's like it shifted into TikTok. Yeah. TikTok took it to where they could use an algorithm and push your own stuff out there to people that don't necessarily follow you, obviously. And so I got way more fired up with that because I actually started making money last year off with TikTok just because of likes and engagement. And I had never made a dime off of anything I did on Instagram. And so I kind of became like only paying attention to to TikTok. Uh, Yeah. Now all of a sudden, you know, Instagram is losing their, their minds because over the last year, everyone's gone to TikTok. I started forgetting about Instagram. Well, this Reels, I don't know why though Reels has made such a comeback. And people are starting to leave TikTok. Yeah. And go and just do reels. Yeah, and, and it's well, it's a lot of them, and, and it even shows you. I think when I was going through the process through Instagram, it was telling you how to basically take your TikTok and share it right to your Instagram, turn it into a reels right away. You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. crazy, um, which it's all working together. I guess they're different companies because I, I, I think Instagram and Facebook are together because now yeah, this metaverse stuff mm-hmm. or it's whatever. All under Meta. Meta it is the parent company yeah and they that i did some i don't even know what i filled out and i think i actually paid for an ad <laughs> i did i really did I, I didn't know what i was doing and uh so now i had random pictures of me going all over the internet trying yeah. to get people to come like my page or whatever <laughs> and i really did not mean to do that i've never i've never done that and paid for for uh you know like where you see certain people come up in their um their in a ha- any hashtag like on it was on Instagram, you know they, their names would pop right up or yeah. whatever, and I I never did that. I felt petty doing that. I was like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I just wanna, I, I wanna gain my own fans, and then now here I am, ten years later, accidentally paying for uh, an advertisement. Well, from what I understand, I mean, when it's when, like there's the right way to do the ads and the sponsorship things on that, but I, I haven't done one in a really long time as well but when you think about tiktok and you think about how things are changing with the algorithms because we care about this not because we want to be social media stars like we it's kind of part of our job now yeah you know 100 we have to get the following we 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 need it it helps me in my motorsports career and that's why we even talked about uh the in our last podcast episode is passion enough we talked about you know if you're you can say that you want to be a driver you can say that you want to uh, you know, do a, have a career in motorsports, but you could be developing stuff now on social media. Even if you've got 57 followers, you can still start putting content out there. Not because it, it, it people it's going to go viral tomorrow, but you're going to learn the stuff that you want to do and want to make. And that's what my problem is. I when I started with Monster Jam, I remember I had uh, just over 300 Instagram followers. 
<laughs> it's because I never posted anything. Yeah. And I didn't know what I wanted to post. When I was doing all my Top Fuel stuff, social media was just, I mean, I had a Facebook, a personal Facebook page. But that was it. Because that was 2009, 2010, 2011 when I was driving, right? Yeah. When I was coming up and, and even just working on them, 2001 to 2009, before I started driving, you know, I, I there was no need. You know, I posted a couple YouTube videos of me backing up the Lucas Oil top fuel car. <laughs> like, yeah. I, but there was no, I didn't think that there was any value, man. I'm, I kicked myself all the time that I Nobody did, not did though. I don't think anybody did because in the beginning, I remember in the beginning that, uh, you know, like some of the Monster Jam execs were like, they wanted us to just not even, we weren't there like, you're not, you don't even need a Facebook. I'm like, what? Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and not that I was, not that my thoughts were, you know, directly going towards uh, fan base, sponsorship, anything yeah. like that, that now later in life we now see that that's a huge part, that majority of the part of it is social media, mm-hmm. which in the beginning there was, you know, MySpace. I remember seeing MySpace and <laughs> and thinking to myself, I remember looking up girls on there. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, when I say girls, I was looking like at local girls. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. man, look at her. I can't believe... Sorry, babe. I love you, but she won't listen to this. Hopefully. Did you have a MySpace though? Oh yeah, Did I think you? I still do. Absolutely, had a MySpace. Someone go find uh, Adam Anderson's MySpace because I want to see it. Yeah, I, I didn't I get one. I held out. No way. Yeah, but I was one of the first adopters. Adopters. I was. I remember when Campbell University because because you had to with Facebook you had to have a college email address at the huh? beginning. Yeah, you had to have a college email address. It had to be legit. Like when it started at Harvard, you had to have a Harvard email. Really? Yep. And then it kind of uh, branched out. Like if you go watch the Social Network uh, movie, yeah. I think it's on Netflix. It's a great movie. I think movie. I've watched it. Zuckerberg. It. Yeah. But that's when they started going from campuses, and all of a sudden, they, oh, now we're on 15 college campuses. Well, eventually, it made it to Campbell University. So I got to sign up oh, using my Campbell okay. email address. I didn't know that. Yeah, because it was only for college yeah. age people. I got you. And obviously, now it's for grandmas. And oh, that's who loves it. Yeah, that's my biggest <laughs> following is on Facebook. Yeah. Now half the people listening to this are like, we don't even have a Facebook. Yeah, family. it's terrible. My sister always looks at me like I'm a fool. Does she? Oh, she doesn't have one, Chris. I think she has one because I made her just open one up because oh. of like missing all the stuff that we. That was like my main go-to is mm-hmm. the, to post on that for the longest time. And I still do. I try to keep up on the up and up on it because there's still good stuff on there. But uh, like I'm addicted to Marketplace very badly. Oh gosh, yeah, very badly. Uh, and um, but uh, also, uh, you know, they're all connected. I got most of my accounts connected with each other, and you know, it's kind of crazy some of the doors that it's opened though. Through yeah. Marketplace? Well, oh. that yes. <laughs> you get like there's some crazy. You get like super friendly with the people you're buying stuff. Oh, from absolutely. And selling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at their house inside. <laughs> you know, eating a ham sandwich or something. Then, and then gonna get that beach cruiser and hit the road and right. throw it in the bed of my truck. <laughs> At what point do they find out that you're a grave digger? It's really weird. It happens That's, a lot, I think, though. I, well, it does. Percentage-wise, when? And so, so, so there's two different versions of it. There's the version when you get there, and they kind of like look at you weird for a second, and then they're like, they, they read the name, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, because and they're like, all right, you're you're so and so, huh? I'm like. Yeah, and they're like, "What are you doing here, buying this uh, galvanized bird bath?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> or, or there's the ones where it's like it's starting to get into an uncomfortable situation because they don't want to meet in this back parking lot, and I'm like, "Hey, look, um, I'm Adam Anderson from down at the Grave Digger Shop. You know, everybody because yeah. everybody in around the area knows where that's." At. I said, "If you have any issues, you know where to find me." Uh-huh. Kind of deal, you know what I mean? It's me. It's okay. 
I'm I'm not a weirdo. I, I'll meet you in the parking lot, and it's okay, you yeah. know. Or or I've been to houses and picked items up and left money like underneath of something and picked an <laughs> item up. It's terrible, man. It's a terrible addiction. It is though. Facebook. I, we bought uh, an outdoor teak sofa for the lake house this week. Really? Yeah. But I wanted it so bad, and uh, she was asking so much money, and I went back and I messaged her. I like the negotiation. Oh yeah. I really do, and I like uh, finding. And my trick is always too. Like it, it's amazing how many people negotiate against themselves oh, yeah. when they're selling. So my first question is always, okay, what is your absolute bottom dollar? And you don't say a word after that. Yeah, you just let them answer. I'm telling you, 99% of the time they answer, and it's way less than their asking price. Yeah, but that's not what I'm. The th- the the thing is, is I'm I'm not saying I'm like some master negotiator either. It's just it works for marketplace for me. Yeah, and that's where I get deals. And all of a sudden, I'm like, uh, I realize that that's their actual starting point to negotiate from. Yeah, right. So if it's seven hundred or whatever, yeah, and and they're they say their bottom dollar is six hundred. It's no, it's really not. I'll probably get it for like five hundred, yeah, fifty. I, I know it because they're they're not going to tell you their their real absolute bottom dollar. So anyway, I've got some steel. I got we got a steal on this outdoor sofa that we just picked up. That kids just had to go get today because I'm I'm we're in Detroit. Here, really? So yeah, and oh, uh, I can't wait to put it out. I I couldn't get it out of my mind though. Yeah, it's like it's something that I was going. Man, this thing would be beautiful. Oh, there's there. certain things I come across in there, and I just like I'm going to own this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be mine. I don't even know why. <laughs> and then if I can't own it. Which one of my buddies needs this? <laughs> and which one of them wants one of these? Cause yeah. then, and then I'll do all the negotiating for them. Brandon Vincent nonstop asked me, like he'll send me like an ad for a truck or something. Like yeah. he wants to do this or get these parts. He's like, dude, you you get a hold of them. You uh, do it. You, you do it. And I'm like, man. He just, makes you do all that? Oh, yeah. But you like it, so you do it. I do. You I like do. him I and you like, you like well, I feed into it. I like, I like negotiating. I like getting a, a good deal on some junk for no reason. <laughs> and uh, But that's that's a... It's a it's a bad addiction that I've had. What's the worst thing you've bought oh, that you remember? Man. Like like you immediately bought it or almost bought it, and you thought that was a really stupid purchase. Oh man! Like I, I immediately know the one I almost bought, and I saw one today, and I went, I was I almost went to pick this thing up. Yeah, I'm trying. But to it was think. an electric car. But it was not like a Tesla. I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm talking about like a farm. You see those little farm trucks? Yes. Like yes. it looks like three wheelers almost. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. has a cab and yeah. it just says farm use on it. Yeah. It was it was that type of electric vehicle. Really? It was like a step above a golf cart. Yeah. But it was enclosed and it had air conditioning. And I'm going, I need this. Yeah. I don't know why. Air conditioning. Air conditioning in it and stuff. And I'm like, I, 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 you ride around the yard with it. That's what, that's the problem. When I say I almost bought it, I was negotiating with them a price. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that has saved me is because I don't have the shop that you got and the land that you have to be able to store this stuff. My, my thought, the only reason I did not go spend like three grand on this really stupid thing uh, was because I thought to myself, I don't know where I'm going to put it. And it's going to, it's going to end up going in my wife's uh, garage spot. Yeah. And I'll never be able to resell this thing yeah. because it was so odd. I'm trying to think what I bought. Cause I, I swear, I think there's stuff I bought and just like either just thrown right away. What about the Marlin? I felt, That's a good, buy. that was a good, buy. that was a good buy. That was a good buy. Yeah. Okay. I'll say that like, and then people see it in some of my videos and stuff at home. And I wish I could say I caught this Marlin and <laughs> huge, just Marlin. huge. And I had no idea. Like, so honestly, what it was, this thing popped up, and I was, um, it was just a random scan. I wasn't on Facebook Marketplace looking for Marlin or right. any taxidermy, anything like that. It just was in my algorithm. Pops up, 
and it said I want to say it said ten foot marlin, and um, and I want to say the guy was originally asking like a thousand bucks for it, and I'm like, what? No way, you know. And but I had no idea how much that stuff costs because I don't. Ryan, we did we we are avid. You know, I can't say we're fishermen, but we like to fish. You know, so coast boys, coastal. Boys. Yeah, yeah, we like, like the go, island boys. Yeah, coastal. we're the island boys, the chubby, <laughs> chubby ones. But anyways, you know, he we he caught like a citation uh, mahi and uh, like the dolphin or whatever, mm-hmm. and he wanted to get it. You know, get a mount made, done whatever, and it was going to be. I think he said like twenty three hundred dollars or something <sighs> like that. And this fish was like maybe you know three and a half, four foot, something mm-hmm. like that beautiful fish that he caught and you know got papers with it and stuff cool really cool deal and after they told him price he's like no we just ate it you know and yeah. like, not that they use it they do whatever with them so and this is i called him after i seen it. i said hey did you ever get that thing done or were you gonna do it and he said he told me how much it was and i'm like well what do you think about this this marlin is it says 10 foot and, they, and i think they he wanted a thousand at first and then he was down to 800 mm. Then I was like, I, I think I ended up either giving him five hundred bucks for it or something like uh-huh. that, or which is super random. Yeah, I wasn't even at home when I bought this thing. For one, I was at a show somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think I remember that. I was yeah, at a you're, show. You're like negotiating with him on your phone. Yeah, showing me what you're trying to buy. Yeah, and he says a ten foot marlin. So, and I, and, you know, I finally agree to buy this thing. You know, or we make a deal, and I'm not home. Uh, and I, I got one of the guys and that's actually he's he's been Cole's crew guy this year, Cole Bernard's crew mm. guy is Chandler. He works for me at my ride truck. Oh. And so Chandler was kind of my go to guy. He did a little bit of everything while I was out of town. When we did our COVID run, man, we did so many shows, we were gone so much. So he would like go over to the house. I mean it's and, and he was great. I mean whether it was to let the dog out or mm. he had to you know, there were shingles blown off the roof. Yeah. You know, he would do whatever I asked him to do. Well, I said, hey, I need you to hook up the trailer. I need you to go pick up a 10-foot marlin. He said, what? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, I bought this thing on Facebook Marketplace. And I want to say it was my first experience is maybe even using how, however you can pay through Marketplace and stuff too or yeah. whatever. And so he goes and he's got a trailer. I think he had a – it was 10-foot, the trailer was – fish is hanging off of it by a couple oh feet gosh. so apparently i don't know if they measure from eyeball to butt or uh-huh. what the deal is but it was not the bill to the tail huh huge dude unreal and uh he sent me a picture and he's like hang i'm like oh my gosh is yeah. that right and, you know and then i i'm super pumped about it you know and, and of course i didn't tell my wife about this yeah. at all why would you you know, you know I, there's no way i'm telling her about this massive fish and no. then finally i come home and he had parked it and hid it out at my shop <laughs> and, and uh she doesn't go out there normally and um without me being there and i'm like hey i got something to show you and i go there and this fish and it is just massive <laughs> and she's like what in the heck is this and i'm like well i don't know you know Good deal. It's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Market, marketplace will get you, man. You know, the worst part, I was supposed to get the original picture of the dude. He caught it like in the 80s. Yeah. And he's wearing like shorty shorts, huge, you know, porn star mustache, <laughs> just chilling, holding this fishing pole with this massive marlin hanging behind him. And I was going to put my face, it was black and white too, I think. And I was going to put my face, I was going to get it like photoshopped. Yeah, like imposed. And get yeah, my yeah. face on the picture or whatever. And I still need to do it. But uh, you need to just start stop telling people that you bought it when they ask, and just make, make up this a story, Adam Anderson yeah. style story that only you can I'm tell sure because people that. would believe it. Yeah. I would. You'd make up some ridiculous, outlandish story, and I'd believe it. Yeah, like no way, yep. really. 
It's bad, man. I got so much random junk because of it, though. And I have to break myself up. That's for sure. Yeah. Oops. Ring notification. Mm. I have to snooze that for a couple hours. Rain? Uh, ring. Oh, ring. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Facebook Marketplace is tough. Well, okay. So, going back to the TikTok thing. Yeah. You know, we, you and I both have seen some really interesting growth, but like it's been hard to come back and find it uh, to to like to, to redo it, like almost to re-energize it. Like yeah. I've not had one pop off like the original, like we did last year. And I know the algorithm has changed quite a bit, but I think when like what would you tell people that are trying to and and again, it's the person that you could have two hundred fifty followers, and that doesn't it doesn't matter how many followers you have or or uh, trying to grow it to a certain number is kind of ridiculous. I think it is a way of life now. It is. I think if you're wanting to create something, it doesn't mean that you have to share your personal life, but I've realized that my best videos are the ones I do those voiceovers on. Yeah. Well, I happen to like doing that. I, yeah. I just don't have any videos to do it on. Like when I go and I, I voice over a crash or I voice over a run or something good I did or bad I did, yeah. those usually do well. So I, I should be posting that every day. And that's what they do. But I don't have the videos to do that. Yeah, I know it. I know it. So what would you tell somebody since you apparently have more TikTok followers than me and I'm furious about it? I'm sorry, it. man. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say because I do see that. It's like, you know, they always say once you start that and if you find your niche and you're in there and you start getting all these likes, all these follows, um, you know, or, or people, even the comments on the videos, yeah. then it's, um, you stick to that. That's what they say, but then I feel like it's just monotonous. Yeah. But are they right? Maybe. But then you go in there and you'll look at them. Like, the, you know, you said something about there was somebody on there that, you know, they posted something, uh, they posted some video and they had like, they had like, whatever it was, 800,000 yeah, followers. Yeah, Yeah. A verified account, yeah. almost a million followers. And then in the last twenty videos, yeah, were under all under twenty thousand views. Yeah, and that's I mean, and and the twenty thousand is probably just the standardized the people that are following that that content, following that person directly. I get, I would guess, but um, it's just crazy to, to me to think that's a way of life now. Where you know, in the beginning, um, it was so outlandish for somebody to contact you through social media. Like I was always nervous about it. Like it was a hoax. Like it was something mm. fake and. You know, there's been so many um, production companies, uh, whether, you know, for TV stuff, for even sponsorship stuff, to contact us through there. And in the beginning, I would kind of just push to the wayside. I don't know how many things I probably lost because myself just couldn't accept that, that that yeah. was the way of life, you know. And it was just the way it was beating my brain, I guess. Mm. And now it's like, man, it's, it's one of the most beneficial things to not only a business but a, a career yeah. um, to, to push it to the next level. And, and what I look at is, man, to, to start from nothing, like you said, when I say nothing, if, if you have the 200 followers – Whatever it may be, and you just keep pushing for it. You know, it may be something that you really don't like. Yeah. And but it gets you there. I, you know, and you got to push through it. You got to persevere. But it gets you those connections, and that's um that's a that's been a big thing for me in the in the past. I'd say it's been in the probably past five years. Mm. I've really made some great connections, even with sponsors that maybe we've had for years. Yeah. And I just maybe didn't have that direct connection with somebody in, in within that business. To have a, a relationship, you know, which some were directly, you know, in contact with, and then other ones, you may not ever even meet a person or see a person, talk to them, and per, you know, I mean, you may yeah. be representing them somehow, some way, and um, 
but you just don't have that that connection. Well, now I feel like you can build that connection so much easier with social media, whatever the platform may be, you yep. know. And I haven't really figured that out yet for for TikTok because of the way it works. Instagram's a little bit easier. Facebook is definitely old school, but it's not. It's it's still there. Yeah. And um. But it, it it's the I can't say it's the next level. It's just what is the next level within all those different platforms. Well, there's obviously a massive shift to reels, like we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok, because of the way they've changed this algorithm, it is causing more people to. And TikTok, you don't make any money off of the views. Yeah. Like I've almost, if that hundred seventy dollars is real from, is is accurate, reels, yeah. I should say, from the reels, um, uh, that they're going to pay me this weekend. That is almost like all of, I've had, I don't know how many millions of views from my TikTok stuff. Yeah. Almost, I know one video's at 5 million, the other one's at 2 million, and then those are my two big ones. Yep. But then I've had a bunch of ones that popped off last year. So call it, let's just call it 7 million, whatever, yep. right? But if it was 7 million, I think I think my total budget or money uh, in my account is like 270 bucks. Yeah. So you don't make any money off of views on TikTok, whereas Reels is doing more of that. But that's not really where the money is made. No. It's just like this. It's just like with this podcast. Like we've had, you and I have both had conversations with companies, right? That have said that we're interested in maybe doing something with us. And we said, you know, we, we, we aren't really doing gears and nachos to monetize it, but one day we will monetize yeah. this. Yeah. Like, you know, when we've, uh, we're, we, we are starting honestly right now, like we're, you and I are kind of at the point where we're starting to honestly look at this and say, we could start pushing this more and doing it and creating real value for the motorsports industry beyond just telling goofy stories from yeah. our weekends, um, and really trying to create that value that people want. Um, and so now we are, you know, so, so shout out to everybody. If we, if, if anyone thinks of a good sponsor and wants to do it, tag us in it, you know, tag yeah, them, send them to us. But, um. Uh, but the point being, at some point, it's I think it's wise to monetize it. You don't get Instagram. That's what I'm saying. Instagram Reels and TikTok. You're not going to make a ton of money off of views, engagement, and you can have a ton more followers than you do now. To me, it's about obviously driving engagement. Uh, brands are caring less about your follower count if you have zero engagement. You know, finally mm-hmm. they're getting smart and saying, no, we're not going to pay this person with a hundred thousand followers. $3,000 to do an ad for us, but they have no engagement. Like, and, and, and I guess this is what I'm trying to say. I, I got so fed up probably two years ago and I said, I'm tired of chasing this, you know, grow my follower count and all this stuff. I felt so disingenuous and naturally yeah, I wouldn't yeah. care about that anyway. Uh, so I wanted it because I felt like I was supposed to. Yeah, that's right. Then I started posting things I was genuinely uh, passionate about. And I was like, I like this. That's why I posted some of those videos last year that popped off with me doing voiceover stuff. I liked doing yeah. the voiceovers. I liked trying to well, explain so what was easier. going through my brain at that point. You know, and it happened to be something that was different and unique. And that's okay too. And I think that's what brands are really looking for is the unique thing. But if everyone if everyone did the thing that they just enjoy doing and posting about, regardless if it popped off or not, I think that's where all of a sudden things when you talk think about think about sponsorships. And relationships with brands. Now I'm at the point in my life, all I want are the relationships with brands that would want a relationship with the real Bryce Kenny. There you go. That's good. Not the fake Bryce Kenny. Not the person I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm expected to be yeah. or should be. No, no, I'm done with all that. It's, it's, if they are, and if a brand isn't into 
Bryce Kenny. Why would I ever care about that makes it so hard? Business no, that makes it so hard. You can't even. You know, there there's been times where, you know, I've had opportunities to do something like that, and I'm like, no, I can't. I can't do that because I can't. I can't stand behind it. And it wasn't nothing that was like it was bad. It was terrible. It was bad for people. Whatever it may have been. But I'm like, I, I can't even fake it. I'm not going to fake this. I'm yeah. not going to put up a front to push what this product or whatever it may be. It's not me. It's yeah. not what I would do. I can't. I hate that kind of stuff. You know, if it's something, it makes it so much easier when you feel like it could be a part of you. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- whether it's motorsports related, personal, you know, whatever it may be, it's so much easier that way to push anything. It doesn't matter for sponsorship or not. You know, or just to create a relationship, um, which then in turn eventually can turn into a sponsorship. And that's where a lot of stuff is. We have, uh, you know, over the years. Uh, the, all the sponsors that we have had and and still have, um, you know, the personal relationships within those, it's crazy. And it's the only reason I, I feel like, you know, as far as the, the team Grave Digger and stuff that we've had them. There's some sponsorships my dad picked up in the 80s mm, that really? we had. Yeah, yeah. we've had, man. It's crazy. Well, and that used to be like the relationship with, the, oh, man, Dennis Anderson's awesome. Like, yeah. let's 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 go support Dennis Well, Anderson. they definitely didn't have TikTok or Facebook. No. Or they yeah. didn't, my dad barely had a cell phone in the bag. <laughs> and, it was, and it used to be more like... You know decals on the side mm-hmm. of a truck, and and here we've never seen decals on the side of Gravedigger, yeah. right? I mean, uh, as far as like you, it's never been the, you know, whatever uh, Gravedigger truck. Never, not one time. In- and uh, and now all of a sudden we do have this with Ryan, which we, I want to get into here yeah, in just a minute. Yeah. We're so that's so cool, like having Hoonigan on Son of a Digger, and Ryan. But that's a great example of what we're talking about. Like he's been passionate about Hoonigan since Hoonigan started. Oh, oh, for sure. He's known those guys from the beginning. From the very beginning, I, I remember going with him to some of their first reveals, whatever it may have been. We were at SEMA, really? and um, it was—it what is it even? I don't even think it was a brand yet. You know, in the beginning with Ken Block and stuff, and we show up in this random parking lot, like a bunch of hoonigans out there. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, it was cool though. There's a bunch of you know, you know, high fluting names out in this back parking lot at the SEMA show, doing burnouts, having fun, hanging out, just doing what we do yeah and uh, they were creating this brand the entire time that's uh turned into what it is and and it's a huge social media following yeah and and for that you know and and people were kind of it was like a lackluster deal and you know this big reveal of the truck and then it's just a sticker well you, just kind of like what you said you it's not what it's about it's it's what we have never had that that has never been it's not gravedigger but it is it's part of the team mm-hmm. it's part of the family and to have some support like that, and and the you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable to have something like that, and um, to be a part of it. And but there there's meaning behind it. There's Ryan has passion for it, so it makes it easy, you yeah. know. And you can't always have that with that stuff. And the stuff that they're going to do, right? So oh, it's yeah. less about like what we're saying. And and Ryan said it on his post. He said. Guys, it's not about the fact that we have a Hoonigan sticker on the side of the truck, which we were laughing like, man, that was, you know, they, they put this whole big massive tarp over the truck yeah. and ripped it off in the reveal and there was a little sticker on the hood. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I thought it was going to be up in the back near the Sun of the And I honestly and, didn't know either. And I was going to call Ryan and ask him because, you know, I can't say it's it's been in the works for a long time, but at the same time, also, I, I, I wasn't in the middle of it. It's not that right. I didn't care. Yeah. I just wasn't. And then I was like, oh, man, I wonder if they're going to, are they going to do something crazy? You know, what's going on? Then I'm kind of wondering, like, oh, my gosh, they got it covered up. And, and, um, and then, but it took me actually sitting back and thinking about it for a minute. I'm like, you know, this isn't, this isn't normal for us. Yeah. You know, we do have the sponsor panels. Yep. And we're grateful for all the sponsors that we have on the trucks, but it's like, um, 
you know, it's a great example. It's you're the it's the great Clips Mohawk Warrior. You yeah. know, that was a that was a big deal, and that's a big step for a company to come out and do that. Um, and it's the same deal, you know, Hoonigan to come out and and do that. And, and it and it is all about social. It's all mm-hmm. about pushing the brand on both sides now and, and benefiting each other. So it's pretty unbelievable. And the stuff that he's gonna and that's that's what Ryan was saying even in his post after the reveal. He was like. You know, it's not about the sticker on the truck. It's about what we're getting ready to do. Yeah. And that, to me, like that's okay. So think about the, think about the uh, content that Hoonigan has created over the last several years, and and the way that Ryan has always, I think, really unselfishly, always continued to partner. Like Ryan just knew that these are good people. Yeah. And they knew Ryan was a good dude, and 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 they always kept a really good relationship. Well, now all of a sudden, Hoonigan's huge. Ryan Anderson is huge. Son of a Digger is huge. And now all of a sudden they're, they're starting to shift and, and all this crazy. I'm telling you, that Amazon video, if you if, if you guys have not oh, gone man, to watch dude, any of the Gymkhana stuff, great. that Gymkhana stuff with Ken Block, and I haven't seen, now I have not seen the I think that he's posted one since. Oh, but, really? Yeah, I, I thought. But because this was. So are you talking about Gymkhana just like the videos? Or are you talking about the, 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 there's a whole. Series, I think or it's something. on Amazon it's Video, Jim, right? Yeah, Prime yes, Video. Yes. So there's that series on on That's Prime right. Video, and and it was one of the coolest things. As a car guy, I got into it. Oh my! My gosh. wife got into it. Did she? she I Bree, my wife watched it and got into it. It, it. it was really good. Yeah. So it, what they're getting ready to do, right? And what Hoonigan has plans to do, and the content that now they can create, now that they're this massive brand and content creating company. Yeah. That's what to me is so exciting for Ryan, and I hope right. Not because we know anything, we don't. Because we honestly don't want to ask. But when when we think about the stuff that this is going to open oh, up, oh yeah, uh, you talk about stuff for our sport. You talk about stuff. I think for Ryan so too. Anderson, I think so too. Because and what it'll huge. do it'll open the eyes from both sides, and then to be able to to create this content, allow this content to be created, not only on this side of things for for this truck, this team. But maybe it'll it'll carry over elsewhere, you mm-hmm. know, within the sport with other teams, you know, yep. uh, other sponsorships, and uh, maybe it'll kind of ease everybody's mind a little bit and realize that this is this is the next step, you know. What 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 do we do next? What do we do next with the trucks? Yeah. Where what's the next thing? And maybe this is it. Maybe this is where we push it. And um, so what other motorsport? Maybe Supercross, uh, but there's really not any other motorsport where because NASCAR you can only do one thing with. A NASCAR. Yeah, you can only do one thing with a top fuel dragster. Yeah, right. When you think about a, a Monster Jam truck, it really is limitless. Yeah, it really is. You know, the, the especially for content to create content. Yeah, and and the, and, and because you if, again, if you have not watched Jim Connor, you've got to go watch Jim mm-hmm. Connor and, and what they did with that series. And that I was, really think, that was really good. I really think that's just the tip of the iceberg for what those guys can do if they can create that. Yeah. They, they are going, in five years from now, I think they're going to be one of the most dominant content-creating companies yeah, for in sure. the world. And here, hopefully, you know, Ryan Anderson and, and what this partnership can do, you just never know how, how that can all work in together. So I'm really hopeful, and it's just the beginning of, a, of some really cool stuff. But think about that, that partnership and that sponsorship. It, that looks totally different than what you just said, which was... It used to all be just about you know you you know you would go pay ten million dollars to put your sticker on the side of a NASCAR. Uh, that's not how this is anymore. It's not no. about decals. I back in Top Fuel, you know I spent I spent a lot of my life trying to find money. I found a lot of little money. I never had that big money, right? And all those years of trying to chase after that money, it was because every time I got in a room, it was trying to sell ROI, right? Return on investment. Yeah. And return on investment in motorsports is extremely bad. Like it just is. It's bad. 
unless you're doing things a little bit differently than what everyone else is doing and the value and the content is beyond just TV or uh, exposure. It's not just about exposure of a sticker on the side of a car. Yeah. It's about an experience. And that's what Hoonigan's created. They've, exp- they've, they've created this experience with their brand. Yeah. You know, and when I think about that with Great Clips, you know, and, and to me, Great Clips has been the opportunity I was wishing so hard for back in Top Fuel. I used yeah. to say, like, I used to say, and this is, and this, we always like to keep this uh, family friendly, so this is just a touch crude, but this is truthful, and this is what I used to say. I used to always be like, I would wear Tampax if they would give me $3 yeah. million. Uh, heck yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, because to me, like, it, it was it was about, you know, asking for the money, for the check, so I could keep pursuing this and going to and yeah. doing what I do. I was one of the last individuals, though, think about that, through 2011, that was kind of the part of the last regime where decals and sponsorship mattered. We, I remember, like, you know, sitting in a boardroom and being like, now, guys, listen, you have to remember, we have a tractor trailer. That travels, you know, 30,000 miles on U.S. highways a year that is also going to have your brand on it. Think about that exposure and hoping that they would be like, oh, wow, we never really thought about that. Yeah. No, that never got me the big money check uh, that I wanted. But here entering. So so if I would have, you know, looking back, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, well, content. And even if I didn't have Instagram back then to post to and all that stuff, I wish I would have been had a passion for videography And I could have captured this information or this this content that all the, the stuff behind the scenes that happened, and you would testify to that with Monster Jam all those years, which you probably couldn't post half the stuff that that, that, that no, uh, you not would have captured. All. Not at all. <laughs> but man, if I had that right now, even doing throwback videos. Oh and, man, and that's not that long ago. It was ten. It was ten years ago. I know it. And, and, and I do. And, and like I, I have access to the content. I always have access to it. You know, I, like I did have somebody joke me because I posted. Um, it was hard, it's hard to find some of that content because right now I'm I'm stealing it from everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I go on there and I'm, I I I look it up on Instagram or not Instagram but on YouTube and I find a video that was from 2011 or 2009 or whatever it may be, and you know I'm I'm taking that and reposting it to share the memories that I created or I had in the beginning of my career. Um, for these highlight moments. Yeah. And, you know, I had somebody go on there and comment. I was like, oh, well, somebody looks like they did that on a whatever. I don't know what the heck they're called, a, the thing on your shoulder there. But, GoPro? Uh, no. No, not a GoPro. Oh. Right. You know, the big giant camera. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Or, uh, or 8 millimeter yeah. or something. You know, that's what they said, 8 millimeter. With the VHS tape that yeah, goes well, that, that's, of that's even Yeah, that 8 millimeter is way before even oh, VHS okay. tape. Yeah, I don't right. know what that is. But anyways, and I'm like, yeah, I was like, no, it's a Nokia 9600 or whatever it was. You know, I don't know what it was. You could play Snake and then barely get a video. Yeah. And they didn't even have video on them. But anyways... Content wasn't as readily available or easy to access. Yeah. And not that you're not stealing it from, you know, your fans, but they hopefully they love us enough to let us take it from them. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, and I, then I went back after that guy said that, and kind of was like, I wasn't mad about it, but I was like, man, he's right. That's terrible footage. So then I did send, you know, you got to go through some hoops, and I sent some messages. And then, um, you know, then I get... The, the 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 video footage from that event you know from that was that was recorded by to be on national television I get that footage sent to me so then I can repost it and share it and um to show my the history or the past you know and yeah to share that content but it's like you know it's work it's a yeah, lot it's it work you know it, it's a, it's a lot of work to go on there and and do that it's as terrible as it sounds but it is it's it's frustrating to go on there to to find the content to push for it 
um, or to try to ask for it and then go through all the hoops to get it and it's just bad. Yeah. Well, and most of the people that listen to our podcast, I would imagine that you're not in a position where you're trying to, you know, you're not trying to create a sponsorship or you're not trying to land a big brand. But again, it's the same thing. Like that might be our world as drivers in Monster Jam. But for you, I mean, it. it I, I think the, the stuff that we're uh, creating, the content that we're putting out there, I mean, what if resumes for jobs are no longer a thing in a few years? And it becomes people just staring at, you know, you, already right now, if you go apply for a job, they're going to look at what you post on Facebook and Instagram. But the point being, you know, we, we underestimate it. And we all get in that point where, like, we don't want, you know, I don't want my family. I don't want my, uh, uh, I don't want to post anything out there. I don't care about my followers. And that's fine. Like, I don't think you should care about followers. I don't think people could should care about likes and, and necessarily engagement with that stuff. I think people should be posting the stuff that they're passionate about because it, it, it all of a sudden creates a behind-the-scenes experience with you as a human being, and that's, that's what's going to matter, right? So we've got motorsports right now that, you know, here Adam and I are living this life where that matters, creating relationships with these brands, experiences with these brands. Um, but in five years, it, it will, you know, you talk about the metaverse, you talk about all this stuff that's going, our life is going to be, you know, inundated with and our relationships with those brands and being able to, all this is, this is what I'm trying to say. I said all that 45 seconds. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say. We better figure out how to do social media now because where this is all going in life is going to be way more complex than posting a photo oh, yeah. of what we ate for dinner on Instagram and then looking back an hour later and saying, oh, man, I wonder how it's performing. Yeah. If we can't get a little bit outside of ourselves and uncomfortable, then we're going to get left behind. Yeah. Oh, I don't care about technology and stuff. Well, here you are. You're listening to a podcast. Yeah. And podcasts really weren't a thing two years ago. No. And that that's me, man. I'm, I'm very... I can't say I'm not tech savvy. If I just sit down and put my mind to it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. I can look it up. I can figure it out. I, whatever it takes. But... um. I'm in denial a lot yeah. of times. I'm in denial. I don't want to take that next step. But then it takes myself telling myself, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. I have to stay I have to stay up to date on these things. I have to be current. I have to be ready for this because this is the this is the next step. Is it embarrassing? Yeah, it's terrible that this is what the world's come to. But at the same time, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And um it, it could be it could be a heck of a lot worse. It really could. But at the same time, it's like I better stay current. I, I got to stay on top of these things and I got to push it to, you know, I, if I'm going to be in the public's eye that I need to be good at it or try yeah. to be at least try to be. And we're all getting our news from social media, oh, right? Man. I mean here, I mean, Ukraine uh, and Russia is going on. I mean, that's, that's fresh. It's Friday. You know, Russia went into Ukraine yesterday morning and, and like I'm, my TikTok is inundated with Russia yeah. Ukraine stuff. Well, it's I'm not going on TV. I'm definitely not turning on friggin' CNN yeah. or MSNBC or, or well, I'm seeing any of those. I'm seeing people personal. And I, I swear to you, dude, when I come here and looking out this window of my hotel room and looking at the city, this is it looks like I was this videos I've watched looks like we could have been sitting here video. Yeah, and, and it's uh, there's attack right out in the street. You know, mm -hmm. and they're under attack in the street. There's people laying on their balconies, videoing this stuff. Missiles coming in and. Tanks running over cars and stuff. I can't even fathom that. And we can't, we, and the thing is too, like, and not that we'll turn this into a war podcast or anything, yeah. but, you know, we've had so much peace 
and now we, we really have forgotten because you know when Trump Trump was in office and he was the whether you whether you like Trump or hate Trump it's not the point uh, we're not we, we, we don't plan on getting this podcast into anything political but you know the fact is he was the first president in like 150 years didn't start a new war yeah. so here we it's been five or six years since we've seen a new war started or something else get created. And, and I think that's what, to me, is so rough. And, and, and almost really since 2001, you know, all of a sudden when that all happened, we went and invaded Iraq as a country because of the Twin Towers. Not, you know, it was almost like the wars that got started, we started, then we went into war. Yeah. This is a country going into, this is Russia going into Ukraine where Ukraine did nothing to provoke them. And Russia just went into their borders and is killing people. From what I understand, because of a, a oil pipeline, a gas yeah. pipeline that they're wanting to use uh, strategically, the U- Ukrainian uh, thing to be able to finish off this pipeline. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's well, right. See, or not, like, see, I don't know either because then look, I, and I, I then I see. Here we go. Social media, mm-hmm. video, and, and all it talks about is um, water. There's a river that Ukraine had dammed up hmm. and used for something i don't know if it's power or what it was but it took away from whatever these this city in russia where there's this big agricultural area and they had no water there and hmm. even this big there was a massive city i can't remember the name of the city and see but this is what this is also stemmed from that is what yeah but it's social media so social what do you media. believe yeah exactly so you're gonna get believe? and that's the other thing is like I, so I i've been know. aggravated with what tiktok has continued to push yeah because it like Everything out there, especially when it comes to social media, because of how powerful it is, it's got an agenda. Yeah. Right? Just like, oh, yeah. just like TV. You turn on Fox News, you talk, you turn on CNN. I, I, it's hard for MSNBC, me to watch that. I cannot. If, if, and now I can't watch CNN. Like, I, I used to, like, pay attention. I used to go on CNN.com every once in a while. Though They are an absolute joke. I'm not going to lie. I watch Wavy TV 10. Yeah. Wavy TV 10. Yeah. What? It's what local. Oh. It's local. <laughs> Yeah, get up early in the morning, yeah. have some coffee, watch that, and see what the traffic's doing an hour and a half away from me. Because yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the traffic by us. And all I do is wait for the weather that I can look up on my smartphone instantly. Yeah. But still, watch the weather, you know. Oh, the yeah. wind's blowing out of the northeast today, and I just lean forward, look at the flag out on the pole, and yep, sure is. He's right. He's right. He's on it today. He is, man. He's, He's right. on it. <laughs> Well, we won't uh, dive into political stuff, but I will say when it comes to social media, and that's what we kind of started this off, yeah, and yeah. here we are 46 minutes in. It happened. Uh, but social media, like, it, it is a, uh, we're getting our news from it, we're yeah. getting our engagement from it, and we need to stop saying stuff like, oh, yeah, I don't care about, so, oh, Instagram, what am I going to do, post a picture of yeah. what I ate that morning? It's like, guys, there is a, our ability to engage this world and impact this world uh, is a virtual opportunity. Yeah. Doesn't have to be social media. Fine. You don't like Instagram? Great. Oh, you, you're proud that you know you you're 45 years old and still never opened a Facebook? Great. No one cares. I don't care. <laughs> Great. Well, good for you. I'm actually wait till you do it because you're going to be addicted. Yeah. Yeah. Marketplace. Yeah. I'm telling you. you need to, if you're 45 and have not experienced Facebook Marketplace to buy and sell, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's the relationships with the brands, relationships with the sponsors, uh, and it's relationships with just people. And like I said, resumes and stuff like that are going to be a thing of the past. It's going to be about you being able to engage with other human beings virtually. And I think that's where that metaverse is. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about that a little bit because when I've seen them having uh, conference calls and it's like, you know, there's a dragon sitting at one end of the table. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, um, there's no freaking way. 
that I'm going to have a meeting. I say that, and then here I am. I'll probably be like, you know, a Mrs. Toad or something on there. I don't even know. <laughs> Whatever, just the most random uh, person. But it's, that's kind of weird to me. But it's the way of life, and you know. And I guess we have to accept it. Yeah. Persevere. Push on. Accept it, take it in, and but take it to the next level. You know, if you're going to grow any, I think it's almost any kind of, I can't say any kind of career, but I think it helps as long as you yep. run it correctly. It's like a business. Yep. You run it incorrectly, you can bury yourself. But if you do it right, uh, you can uh, you can gain a lot from it. Yeah. Uh, very well said. So we're here in Detroit. We got Monster Jam. We get drive some yeah, trucks this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. How do you uh, see? Last time you were in Detroit, what, when was that? I swear, dude, that's what I need somebody to answer me. I've never was, been here. You've never been no, to I've Detroit? Been so I, I think it's been 2016 was yep. the last time I was here. I yeah, really I was in Monster Mutt that year. So in 17, you and I have been on the same tour since So then, yeah, yeah, 2016 was the last time I was here. It was the first time I got to run on the point series because in the beginning they didn't run all the different tours on, on points that you followed throughout the year. There was just one tour. Yeah. And um, 2016... They finally let me do it, and I was just like a raging bull, man. I really? didn't care what got in my way. Wait. I wanted to win it because it was always a lifelong goal to yeah. win a points, a legit points series, where the points legit, like as they were legit as far as how they were given to us, but at the same time they weren't legit how they were recorded. I guess mm. you could say as far as the scoring or the points, it was super easy to 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 take the win basically it wasn't as close of a battle hmm. I think in the beginning at, like it is now and um, I don't remember how the points worked I never paid attention to it Yeah, but I knew I was leading it <laughs> and, and I didn't care if I was I drove like I was losing every time <laughs> Was the uh, so was this the last event of that series, or this is where you won it? That this is where I won it. Okay, and it was not the last event. I think we either had three, three, four, five events left, and I basically could clinch it by winning racing. Mm. If I won racing, and so this is it was kind of great. I actually went to St. Louis. And I destroyed my, uh, I was driving Gravedigger 32 at the time. Mm. Um, I wrecked it really bad on a backflip and it twisted the frame so bad that it actually, we weren't able to make it to the next event the next weekend with the truck. Hmm. And Gosh. so we took, I borrowed Gravedigger number 23, which was the oldest Gravedigger in the fleet at the time, and came here because people would complain about my truck, this and that, whatever, you're cheating, you got this, you got that. So then I took a truck that I had never drove, the Gravedigger 23. I had never drove that truck prior to this event. I had, um, um, I, I just literally threw a seat in it hmm. and didn't even have my crew with me, told them take the weekend off. Hmm. And they stayed at the shop and worked on the truck, and they got a weekend off. They worked during the weeks and or during the week, and I took this truck and I clinched the championship and kind of was like shoving it in everybody's face. Huh. And uh, I wasn't really necessarily that guy, but it was always a goal because in the beginning, my dad he never won any point series. Really, never was not even. I don't even know what his best was that he ever finished in. It was just because. But he was always known for going out there and just being the wild man, yeah. pushing the limits. And he would win every once in a while, but in wild fashion. So mm -hmm. he was like the underdog. And it would always just piss me off because I'd watch these other teams. I'm like, man, he could beat them. He's got some, he said, motor's got so much more power than this. He's mm -hmm. got whatever, but he just couldn't drive, you know, whatever it was, <laughs> you know. And I was a kid doing this, you know, saying this stuff. So it was, that was one of my, my one of my goals in life was mm -hmm. to, to win one of the, the series championships. And 
when I had the opportunity, I wasn't backing down. It was my first full season in Grave Digger too, hmm. in 2016. So you started. What was your first year driving again? 2005. Five. Yeah. So it took you 11 years to win your first season. Yeah, but we didn't. But they didn't really run a point series. Right. Right. So that was like, and they did it. I think they did it a year or two years prior to that. And hmm. I was so bummed that they never. And it was only one series or one yep. group, one tour that they did it with. Mm. And it wasn't every single tour didn't have points. Okay. And in the you know, in the beginning I was like I, everybody wanted that. You can't you always want what you can't have, you yeah. know? Huh. Now that we have it, I'm like, Oh gosh, I wish we didn't have to chase these <laughs> yeah. points right now. We should come out here and drive these trucks, have fun, yeah. hope to win. If we don't, gosh. at least they don't have to carry these points with us. And um, <laughs> and the drive is still there, but not as much. That first year, I was like, I had something to prove. It was my first season, full time season in Gravedigger, first point series, and so I I didn't I did not matter who mm. I lined up against. I was all racing myself mm. every every round and whatever it took. I was I wanted to win it, and um, I didn't. And it, nobody liked it. Nobody liked me for it. None of the other competitors, <laughs> none, even the executives, they said, you know, it ruined the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> that you won so early? Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, it was good drama, but then after that, I was like, what do you do for the rest of the season? Yeah. It was not, not, it was, and I get it. I get it, which the way they lay the points out now, it makes it much better. So, yeah. It was, uh, but it was fun. I was, it was cool being here doing that, and I ended up, I won. Um, racing, and then I ended up winning freestyle too, oh, cool. back to back. So, yeah. yeah, and that was when it was just racing and freestyle, and right? That's it. And and certainly, there's not. It wasn't any skills, but no, it was just no, one, no, one no skills, no two, two wheel, two nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw a uh, a video. It was on TV of, of a throwback. I can't remember what weekend it was, but it wasn't a throwback. It was from like 2019. Yeah, and the skills competition started. Yeah, you know, we were sitting there watching it, and it was terrible. Yeah, like to How think crazy about is that? just in two and three years. And again, we we look at it and go, okay, it's got to keep going from here. It's got to it's got to grow. You know, when you think about like the even the skills competition, it's gonna it, like combinations are where it's gonna go. Yeah, you can't yeah. pretty soon like this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten lucky with just going out and doing moonwalks and stuff like that and getting good scores. But he, I bet I bet within a year, maybe two. If you're not doing combinations, meaning a moonwalk, walking it over the pile yeah. and then pulling back into a, a wheelie, yeah, um, and you're not doing stuff like that, then I know in a year or two max, then you, you know you're gonna be at the bottom of the pile just by looking at what the skills competition was a couple years ago. And some people are like, oh, I hate, you know, I don't, I don't want to watch that or something. They, they only want to watch freestyle, and I get it because most of us drivers. You know, if we could just come out and do freestyle every night, that'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, I um, know. It, and it was. It yeah. was great. And, and it was very, it's bad. I, I feel like it's almost going back to the, the social media thing with the, the different apps, the different things. Mm. When you're old school and you don't, you think that's, you don't want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to yeah. do it. And like, you hate it. And that's how I felt in the beginning about it. Mm. I won the very first one that they ever did. The first skills competition? I did. Hmm. I did. In the stadium. I think it was in um, Foxborough, Massachusetts, I think is where it was. And um, I won it. And now it was cool. Great. Mm -hmm. I broke all kinds of crap in the truck. Mm -hmm. And we had to fix, we had to work our tails off to make it back for freestyle. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, man, I don't want to do this What did you time. do? Do you remember? The oh, moves? yeah. No, I, I would, I would, I, I would always do this thing because I did it a couple times in the arena when we first started creating these moves it was actually in freestyle in the arenas okay and um cody saucy was actually one of the first ones to be people have done stoppies along the way and it was most times unintentional yeah it just would kind of happen you know and then you, if you could thrive on it you did but 
you know, Cody, he would do it. Well, then I think Ryan was the first one. It was a couple weeks later. He did a stoppy, but then he, you know, oh, I'll put it in reverse. And he backs up and does the moonwalk. Yeah. Um, and so then I'm like watching these guys. Well, forget you guys. <laughs> so then I was jumping the pod backwards in reverse. Oh. I was in Raleigh, actually. I don't know if you were there. I was in Raleigh. And I would jump the pod backwards instead of doing like the moonwalk. That's how we would do the moonwalks in the beginning. You would jump the pod, trip the back of the truck up to yep. get it up to into the uh, moonwalk. We wouldn't just drive off of it because we didn't know it was you could it could even be done. Nobody yeah. had been doing it. I would do it backwards and then would get into the wheelie and it was really hard to do it. And then would ride a wheelie all the way across the pod. Huh. And I, I dubbed it the skid mark and they were so oh, mad that's at right. me. <laughs> They were so mad at me because it was like a dog dragging its butt or something, you know? And it was so. I, I haven't called it that. since. I, I ha- was there. I haven't called it that since. <laughs> I haven't called it that since, you know? And But I would blow transmissions up. Yeah. Every time I did it. Mm-hmm. Every freaking time. You know, I, I not. I, it might not happen right then, but it would bite me the very next event in racing. Really? Where I knew I could always capitalize in racing, I could, I, I could do well. And my transmission would go out because yeah. I was doing these stupid skid marks. In reverse. Well, well, it was, re- it was would, reverse that was causing it to go out. Because right? I would go to the opposite side of the pod. Yeah. And I would I would line up. I would go down it and line up as straight as I could and jump blind, jumped hoping I'd catch it just right. Yeah. To catch the front tires to trip it up into a wheelie to walk backwards, kind of like almost like how Cole does the uh, walk the plank where yeah. he dubs it. You know, not the one where he does the backflip, but. And it will kind it's of like walk a back or a reverse, exactly, but just reverse, yeah. And um, I would do, I did them for a while, but then I, like I said, and I did a couple of them that were really good. I had some that were super embarrassing, and um, oh, we all have those. Gosh, yeah, man. and you're I either a hero or a zero. That's what's hard about the skills. I know it. Competition, and then the, you know, that's you what, want to try new stuff. We want like, every event. I want maybe man, should, if I could, if there weren't fifty five thousand people here, I'd go out here and try this I thing. I know. Well, maybe if they took points off of it, then it would, yep. be as, it would still be embarrassing. You embarrass yourself. But maybe if they took points away, or you know, just didn't score that part of the show. You know, so we could develop some more stuff maybe yeah. for a little bit. and um, But it's not even a guarantee. You got there and you feel like you can knock it down. Because I actually went to um, an event with Tyler. Tyler Meninga is, you know, he, that I always say this, he cannot tie his own shoes, but he can drive a truck. He really can. <laughs> and, um, he, you know, he was doing some, he, we were at an event and, you know, he goes to do some stoppies and he misses them. All you get to see is highlights most yeah, of the time. When you see a highlight reel, hmm. And I watched him miss it, and I'm like, well, I can do it. Yeah. Tyler didn't do it. I can do it. And, <laughs> and you know, and, and, not, and now, granted, and then the next time, then he walks it, like, across the arena and then back and then gets yeah. out waves and then gets back in and drives it off, you know. And, <laughs> you know, it's still in a stoppy the entire time. Parks it in a stoppy in the <laughs> parking stall. But, but at the same time, you know, the, you know, everybody fails at some point, and, um but, but the, all you all we get to see even as a, you know even competitors but even on different tours yep it was uh it, all we get to see is the 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 plus side of it yeah well we got a, a lot of good stuff this weekend so we're excited for Detroit we think that uh, we think that this is gonna be a a, a good event we got yeah, sold out. out yeah slammed fifty thousand fifty thousand so I mean we're gonna pack out Ford Field. Uh, and hopefully two nights in a row. I'm ready. Yeah. I want a new grave digger. Yeah, do you? No, I don't. I want my <laughs> truck. I'm just going to ask him if they can spare me one for the next show. <laughs> well, Mohawk Warrior, I, I got, I, I'm ready just to have fun again. It's mm-hmm. been a long time since I've just enjoyed it. And that sounds so ridiculous to say out loud. But, you know, I think uh, that's for a different podcast, I think. Yeah, but, um, yeah. You know, I, whether it was COVID, whether it was whatever it was last year, 
saving parts, trying not to do damage and all that stuff. And at some point, I feel like I kind of lost my soul a little bit yeah. when it came to it. So that's my whole goal. I just, I, I want to, before freestyle, be like, I cannot wait to jump this truck. Yeah. And when that happens and I'm having fun, it goes back into, you know, I don't think, this is funny, I don't think Bryce Kenny's a very good driver. Mohawk Warrior is a great driver. <laughs> yeah. And it really is like yeah. a character. And yeah, uh, I got to right. find my character again. So, anyway. I'm going to drive as Big Steve this weekend. Big Steve. I can't wait. <laughs> That's my favorite. You're going to have that bruised forehead oh, afterward from man. your compression. All the way around. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's to a great weekend. Guys, thanks for listening to Gears and Nachos. we got some exciting episodes coming up with some uh, super fans like we talked about. We're really excited about interviewing them, picking their brain. But, uh Till next time. We'll Thanks, talk guys. You. Appreciate it. Bye.